Welcome to the Trini Techcast. This is episode 32. It's a special episode and we'll tell you why. My name is uh, Mr. Charles from Make It Simple TT at Make It Simple TT all over the place. And this guy here is... I'm Redbit Tech. I'm Redbit underscore tech. And most places, and you know, I know, kind of still getting accustomed to that new intro. You know? uh, yeah, somebody messaged me and tell me they, they, they really like the new intro. Like the intro and I was yeah, like... Yeah. You're one of the twenty. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there for a long time. <laughs> cool. I feel, I feel, uh, I feel we might cross the screen twenty barrier next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. How was it? We it was good. How did he treat you? Entering on my like. Boy, I feel. Cause I mean, who, who didn't listen last week? And I was, I'm, I didn't migrate, but I was on vacation for the past few weeks in the US, right? Yeah. And on the East Coast, you know. And when I came back, I was like. The sun is like hell. The <laughs> place was real hot. And up there was hot too. I, I was like, so down here, yeah, it's like, I took kind of Gary acclimatized to, to the heat. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, down there. We hot around up there, you know. So there's heat like, wicked. Wow. Like, my yeah, today, my this whole week was like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My AC fighting on thing. Like, it, it, the, I had a pony AC and then pony fan. Yeah, to get the place cool fast, fast enough. Like the AC will end up getting the place cool if it's on for like an hour. But if mm-hmm. you want a quick cool, you had to put that AC on that fan. That last go fan, saving lives, <laughs> saving lives. <laughs> but um, yeah, so today we have a special episode, as I told you, and we have a guest. Yes, we have a guest. Uh, our guest is none other than Darren. I'll call him Darren because I don't want to butcher his surname. Dure, so Darren yeah. Dure. Listen, I was going to say Dure here, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't want to butcher <laughs> his name. I've heard worse. We'll, uh, we'll go with Darren. Yeah, we'll Darren. go Darren. We'll go Darren from Cyber Safety. Welcome to the podcast, sir. How are you today? I am good. And, and as Redbit Tech was saying, I just came back from the US as well. Mm. But I came back from Las Vegas and it was 42 degrees Celsius. Wow. That is Nevada, that is desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Desert, wow. 42? 42? I feel like I open my oven when I walk into, the, into Nevada. It was. Yeah. And the thing about the heat over there, the heat does, is be humid, so like no wind does be blowing, you know, it's just be. It'll be dry. Oh yeah, 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 they want to be dry. Yeah, our own will be humid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just surprised. Like while I was up there, yeah, the hottest day was like thirty three, thirty four. Okay, and I'm coming back was like a like a shock. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. real hot coming back here. Nice, you know. But yeah, it was a good thing. So I mean, Darren, I known you for a while, you know, and I always you know see you. Involved in cyber safe cyber safety, you know, and I don't know why, but we never really, you know, spoke about it, you know, you know, or anything like that. So hopefully we get into that, you know, how it came about, and you know, your background in it, and you know, your your passion for for cyber security and stuff. But you know, I'm sure you'll get to that later on. Yeah, and stuff like that. Dory, 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 Dory. Do yeah, do hurry ah all right what's you what tell me what's your pronunciation ever here because let right, me make so myself get, feel good about for this in primary school mm. do re mi fa so latino oh yeah i would have, yeah. i would right. not do that but i would have think it yeah I so think that's it. exactly how you pronounce it do re do re do re mm. oh hey all right cool well i've been pronouncing your name wrong for a long time <laughs> and i've been telling people i say yeah tell my name i'm darren Dury. He does, he's do cyber stuff, so they, or they could invite him to all your camp and all them. I think like, like I recommend you to so much different um camps and places and schools. Nice, I don't nice. I don't know if they ever tell you, but I don't know if any of them ever f- like went through with it. But because they used to ask me to come, and I was like, listen, it have a man who's do it better than me, you know. Like check check that fella, mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah, I, I was rather see this 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 July August. Um, there were quite a few. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I didn't get a referral from you know uh, make it simple though. But yeah. well, I mean, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't because I'll basically I'll, I'll tell them don't say I send you. You know, I kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I make it look you know humble now. <laughs> <I> <laughs> All right, so let's um let's find out something. The history of the oh, blocking your face. All right, this this is just for the um the video part. History of Darren. All right, Darren, tell us 
What got you into technology? Why you got into technology? How you got into technology? Anything you want to say? First computer, first time on the internet, um, first whatever, yeah. Not first kiss, but yeah. <laughs> well, I was not supposed to do IT, believe it or not. Uh, when I graduated and went into university, the intention was to do actuarial science. Because uh, <laughs> you wanted our people. I wanted our like, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> went into UE and um, so I got into maths comsci, or comsci, actually it was computer studies. So that was maths comsci and management, right? So yeah. this is your boy being told to write a program. I didn't even know about a floppy disk. I mean, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I didn't even know where to begin, right? Don't go too far back in history, yeah? Because <laughs> this, this man here, this man here does clung here for clung here for age and things sometimes. But go ahead, go ahead. Once you say floppy disk, I see his face light up. No, no, no. I I know uh, about floppy disk. I know no. about the, the the small one. I don't know about the big one. The five and a five and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Five and a, yeah go ahead, yeah. yeah and yeah, I mean the rest the rest really was history. We started off that first year class with hundred and fifty-six students and in year two there were thirty-two students. Um thanks to good old Dr. Kalitran. May he rest in peace. Oh, um you know, boy, he, that man, just saying that name does strike fear in the hearts of people. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I just kinda got to like IT. Um I had to actually go away. To do actuarial science and you know I, I made the decision to sit down you know and yeah i mean it was one thing after the next uh, my first job out of ue was working for a company in the us um, sort of remote work so even back then mm-hmm. you know i was doing oh, for real from, yeah. yeah man working from home and we were in working the, on in the, 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 the 2000s we were working on Y2K bug that was 90. Nah, late 90s and, you're working remotely on a on a 56k modem on our fifth, no, but let me tell you. So we <laughs> we daisy chain a couple modems, and we were up to about five twelve. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, all all these things sounding real ancient to me. Can't tell me your daisy chain modems. Oh my yeah. lord, hard luck. I, I sorry, I didn't mean so to. We'll get, so we'll get into in the internet speed later on, right? Yeah, but yeah, that, you, cause yeah. you've been there. You're born in the darkness. It seems. Yeah, you're born, born in the darkness. darkness. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I mean, we were terminal um, code into into computers, mm-hmm. uh, ensuring that you know they were not susceptible to what everyone in the world believed was the end of IT. You know, when we hit nineteen ninety nine to two thousand, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. or not the you know the um, the bits would have taken care of. Uh, you know, planes would not fall from the sky. The whole works. I mean, there were a few bugs that we did find um, that we had to fix. Um, worked for two really major. Um, organizations, uh, 1-800-Flowers.com, uh, sure you probably heard about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and a major Wait, now, you fix, you fix 1-800-Flowers.com? Well, we made sure that they could have still deliver flowers on New Year's Day, right? Way! <laughs> oh, I, I need to shake your hand, like, 1-800-Flowers is a big add-on cable, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, were, they, were, they, were, they were big since then, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's cool, and then, that's cool. I mean, right after that, I was swooped up by 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 Yui as the um, the webmaster, and I uh, stayed there. I'm still there. I'm now the enterprise application support manager at Yui. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the rest is history. So many things happen, you know, in between. We, you know, I, I would have. Um, I would have started to get into technology in like 2001 or 2002 because that's when I now started like university and thing. And right. um, they back in then they used to have this thing called a T1 connection, right? Mm-hmm. And, every, and everybody used to want to get a, a T1 connection. A T1 connection was basically one megabit, essentially. Yeah. essentially. And yeah, everybody using 56k modems, and you telling me that you was like using that and daisy chaining modems and working off a terminal and working remotely in the late 90s from Trinidad and Tobago. I that that the first thing that stunned me one time that <laughs> there's a, somebody who who work remotely in Trinidad in the late 90s because right now there are a few people who starting to work remotely and people like yeah that's the future that's the future but you do that 20 something years ago. That's, yeah. that's tough. I mean, so talking about re- working remotely, I know so for COVID, you probably, you know, you probably had no choice to to work remotely, you know, and and all other companies transitioning back to coming out into the office, you know. So 
what in terms i know and you're, you're the enterprise app manage and manager now as you say you know you transition from you know probably on the team to, to being the manager and managing a team so in, in your experience you know because a lot of people talk about you know work from home yeah less productivity or some people say yeah more productivity you know or or you know some people like to see people in the office to you know kind of manage them that way so what's your what's your take on on that whole work from home seeing both sides of it and seeing that you even did it that's how much years ago 20 years ago something. yeah more than that yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's something it's something to really um look at from all perspectives uh, <laughs> he old school he old school watch out watch out kids watch <laughs> out kids yeah, nah, 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 you're, gonna nah, nah, get, nah. you're gonna get both now no 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 so so my thing is we did a lot during covid we as in the it department um, I think we showed, you know, university that we could pretty much run offsite. Mm-hmm. Um, but what 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 we didn't have during that period really was any sort of, you know, major creativity. Um, you know, we, we we were operational as with many other companies, and I think this is probably where you would get the conversation going. So you, operationally wise, you could probably do every single thing remotely from an IT perspective, once you have the facilities. But major projects, new initiatives, that ability to collaborate and, you know, kind of be one-on-one with somebody, just walk into the office and, hey, about that idea, you know, it's 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 a lot easier to do it face-to-face. So there, there are times when, you know, you might see, hey, we probably need to come into the office for the next couple of weeks to trash mm-hmm. all the ideas for this project. And when we get it done, we could operationalize it remotely. Um, you know, and, and I think that that is what we have to do, you know, in terms of figuring out where we sit with it. I mean, I was I was thinking about our office space, uh, you know, and, and, and Mr. Redbit here would have a fair idea as to what that office space was. And a few years ago, well, we were looking at a new building and I was instrumental in the design of new, new building and everything. Right. Yeah. Now, it never came to pass because of funding, but I'm glad that it didn't because we would have had this brand spanking new building with brand spanking new offices that did not foster the new world of work. All right, so right, right. The, the way I see it, you come to the office, no one actually has your own desk. You have a space that you can plug into your, your laptop to and you can connect it and you do your work. You have collaboration mm-hmm. spaces. Right, yeah. So, so you know, I, 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 I kind of see that as the new world of work, So you know? One of the um one of the one of the things with respect to remote work is the split, right? So there are five days of the week. Are you uh three days in the office, two days home, or two days in the office, three days home? You gotta pick a side. You gotta pick a side. I would be the three days home, two days in the office kind of fella. Alright, okay. And for yeah. those two days in the office, is it Monday and Friday, middle of the week, anytime that you want, or those two days should be strategically placed? You know, I, I, I think that ideally those two days should be back to back because just based on the nature of work, I see you having to do in the office, you will want continuity. Mm. Um, you may not necessarily want to have too much of a spread in between. Think of it, if you have the Monday and Friday, you're still, you know, limited by your 95 or 8 to 4 and traffic, which will then cut down by two or three hours depending on where you're coming from, right? Yeah. So your physical presence in your office is going to be limited. So, you know, I, I think the back-to-back issue would probably um, help with continuity and the purpose as to why in the office. You're not going in the office, trust me, on those two days to do meetings about, you know, or, or, or accomplish things that could have probably happened via email, right? Yeah. You're, you're going there to really be creative, uh, to try to be strategic, to have your planning sessions for, you know, the next week or so. So, you know, you really wanted to be as productive as well. You will probably, you will probably not be behind a screen during those two days if mm. you're doing it right. Because you're right. talking about what needs to get done. Yeah, the uh, intangibles. What problems yeah. you're encountering, you know. And when you get back home, behind the screen, then you troubleshoot, you do whatever. And, you're, you know, you're paying, you have your little team meeting or Zoom meetings or whatever it is. Yeah, and then you kind of move it from there. Okay, okay, okay. Like you're sounding real bright, so that's letting you know that um you're sounding real bright. And that's, <laughs> is, that's is the mic, is the mic, the mic. Not, is, I mean, not the light, is the lighting too, the lighting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, a, yeah, yeah, the little LEDs in the back there. I seen it, I seen the color change, you know. Yeah, that's always make people look brighter. Yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> LEDs. Yeah, so I mean, 
Like both of us, we work in we work in a similar environment, you know. And I, for the past probably 10, 11 months, so I kind of in a similar role, you know, managing a team, you know. But on our end, we've been working remotely since before COVID, you know, and we work remotely now. So I I kind of get what you're saying, you know, in terms of like when you when you have a project, you know, in terms of the creativity and and bringing people together and actually planning and people being accountable because that's that's one of the biggest like for me that one of the biggest things about remote work you know in terms of in terms of if you have a, a existing culture and getting people to actually be accountable and reliable and responsive because i mean as you say you can't just walk into our office and talk to somebody or meet them you had a message them or you know email sometimes they might call and you know, human nature is some people will be very responsive, some people might be running errands, you know, that that's how yeah. things are, you know. So it's a is a give or take. But the longer you're in with it, and I mean the nature of where I work, you kinda have no choice because it distributed throughout different islands. It's not just one location. So the longer you're in with it, you kinda have to we kinda forced to try and make it work, you know, it's not a hundred percent ideal, but you have to find, you know, work around to, to get around those those um shortcomings if you would see of of work from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all you like working in an enterprise kind of I'm a teacher, so yeah, physical <laughs> is always better. I'm down no question about it. However, yeah. I have gone all in on online classes. I don't teach any physical classes anymore. And all my lessons classes, even my company, um, we just only see each other Christmas time. Like for right. Christmas dinner is a totally on totally online nobody. Yeah. I have people working for me that I've never seen the other person that they'll be talking to because we do him turn on the cameras in weekly meetings. And right here, I never I never met you in yeah. person. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And we do yeah, this podcast thirty something episodes now. So yeah. I I think I I, I I get you that um the creativity part of it is necessary and whatnot. And I think the future it it's very possible to do things totally online, fully online. It's just that when you try to put it into a pre-existing culture, you will get hiccups. But if you create a new culture, I think it's totally plausible to create a new business and have it totally online and nothing nothing bad will happen or you ain't going to miss out on anything per se um, because the culture would have started from from the jump now, from the jump. Yeah. So, let me ask you a question. If you mm-hmm. were to start... Uh, a business now or start anything now would you go and find office space well it depends am i selling product <laughs> no product? i mean like no 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 like you say it's an online business um yes you're you're creating a website you're creating an e-store and you're you're just um Pro- so products or services it. yeah products or services yeah you no, I, I ask i, I ask I you say, what type oh, of business I, I products say services, or services i say services, services. i say you're, you're building websites you're doing um configurations and things for people and everything done, done in the cloud would you get office space no i mean so i mean i, I so i'm doing that already right? right i have you know i have i have a a business right no physical space um i could see other businesses operating and starting up tomorrow without the need for physical space and that overhead of rent and, and, and all of that travel, right? Yeah. Um, I think you could do it well. You know, you have you have facilities where you have warehousing available to rent and these kind of things. So you really yeah. don't need you don't need that physical space. I think the physical space comes in and none you know again even even so you have you have places like Regis and so on where you could go and rent. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well that would that would bring up the Star Network talk. We don't want to bring up the Star Network talk because <laughs> we we had some long discussions about Star Network and Regis. But yeah, Regis is the, the place that basically Star Network tried to rent out to do their one dollar laptop right. thing. Yeah. No, yeah. no, so I but 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 check it, right? If you have the need even even if you have the need for customer service. You still don't need to have walk-ins, more than likely. I mean, everything could be done online, yeah. right? Um, just looking at what I would have interacted with over the last couple months mm. in terms of, so I did a lot of travel regionally mm. and, and, and to, the, to, to the US, right? Yeah. And I didn't need to get service. Um, one was actually to return a product. Uh, one was to inquire about something that I paid for. One other one was about tickets, right? Um, 
everything electronic. Everything was electronic. Reimbursements right. was done electronically. I was able to talk to someone. I was probably talking to a bot, as far as I could be concerned. You know, but I was it, did, did it matter to you? No, it didn't matter because no, the end product was there. The I was getting the answers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was being satisfied as an individual, as a customer, right? So I would say, you know, I would have to think very hard as to a particular business scenario where you will need to have that physical office. Physical office. Yeah, I understand. I understand. If it's have physical products. But yeah. Yeah, 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 I get you. I get you. Well, hey, that was the history of Darren. All right. <laughs> so you're passionate about that. Yeah. I, I, I want to just say too, I think it kind of depends on, on the culture of the people. You know? So like in the US, yeah, that could work, you know, because, you know, a lot of us, they, they kind of forced into it because while I was up there, I traveled. While I was up there, you know, my mom, my dad, my aunts and uncles, in one day, over 50 whatever, you know, and they were doing stuff online. They were using online banking. They were doing that, you know. Compare that to Trinidad, you know, we have a, we have a low adoption rate in terms of online banking, doing stuff online. People still use a lot of cash. You don't have a lot of people are banked, you know, people still like to go into physical stores. So it kind of, kind of, well, it depends on the business and part of it depends on the culture as well. I think it's improving, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's improving. Well, last week we, last week we had an article that the improvement there, but it, it's small, but it's small. <laughs> it's small. I, yeah. You know, you see, I have to look at numbers too. We were just 1.4 million. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and, and the investment that it would take to really set these things up properly. By, by by businesses the return on it was probably, is probably not that great even something as simple as an e-commerce website you still have a lot of back-end charges if you if you're going to run your whole store online and if if for whatever reason one month you do really you know um, make the kind of sale a lot of people will not see that as well that's the same thing like if i pay in rent and i don't make sale but 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 they just not having that data yeah, yeah 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 i understand right? yeah yeah so. people think that yeah so, tell us, what technology are you most passionate about? So, like, if 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 our conversation was a startup, aka right now, <laughs> what's the first thing you can talk to people about, and you could talk about that for hours, even though we only talking for an hour. But I mean, what was the first thing you could talk about for on the spot? What's the first thing that you want to tell people about? Well, I mean, right now, just because of what I recently experienced or I've been researching, it, it has to be AI. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, I think that has been, you know, on, on, on the forefront of my research over the last few, you know, few few months, probably even into a year. Um, I think I will mention to you, I just came up from 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 Las Vegas. Vegas after, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I attended AI four that was AI conference, um, and that even further blew my mind away. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as 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 to what and AI is is just is not what we we, we think it as like you know a robot taking over. Oh or, yeah, no, yeah, we, chat, right? it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You're talking to the right people here. Talk, we we yeah. we not on yeah. the um we not on the fairy tale bandwagon of yeah. AI, but it's so much more to make to make okay. everything. You know? So then, yeah. what is uh, okay? So if it's AI, what's your view on people calling a large language model artificial intelligence? Do you consider a large language model to be a artificial intelligence, or is a large language model just a statistical probability machine? <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I would say, jeez, I would, I would. After this conference, it's difficult to answer that question because to see that is artificial intelligence is, is 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 a whole different scenario. I mean, you have you're, you're still gonna have hallucinations happening with the LLMs, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's gonna be interpretive on on the information and the data that that you give it. At the end of the day, that's what most of these it, it, it's interpretive on the data that you feed it right right and it will make the uh you know the the, the, the conjectures based on what data it has right so so, okay. so it's not intelligent I, I don't think it's intelligent I all right think- that's why i wanted to hear thank you very much I, I, ladies and gentlemen we could go okay we're not going home but yeah. <laughs> let, let me um it's intuitive me- that's my that's my take yeah, let me ask you something more, a little more related to, you know, you say you work at UWE, you know, so, and we all know students going and use, they're already using ChatGPT in terms of assignments and exams or whatever, you know, so what's your thoughts on, like, a university or, or whatever in, in 
incorporating some type of chat GPT style or AI within within the course itself, you know. And instead of we know students are gonna use it anyway, but being kinda proactive and trying to incorporate incorporate it into the whole learning experience for the student, you know. Cause at the end of the day, you know, there's only so much AI could do it. You know, it's supposed to just give you a platform and the student needs to build on it, you know. Some and some students may not take it that way. They they may feel like, you know, it's just wholesale copy and paste. But if you start incorporating it into the whole teaching and learning experience, you know, because at the at the end of, of the semester, you know, you still need to go in the exam room and write an exam and you're not going to have chat GPT there, there to help you, you know. So what's your thoughts on AI in that environment? Well, well, from since the inception of that, of November last year, chat mm-hmm. GPT really came, up, came about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was always for embracing the technology. Uh, then, of course, you know, we would have had uh, folks, not just at our university, but at universities across the world, uh, with you know this antagonistic approach to chat GPT we, we could we could summarize it as chat GPT forget mm-hmm. all the other you know options bad, um, so bad, that, you know, I, I, I use bad from time to time correct yeah. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know it's like well they're gonna use the cheat and, and, and whatever and X Y and Z right uh, we would have seen the introduction of some plugins for our LLMs to you know to kind of determine whether or not um, to LMS whether whether or not students using you know ChatGPT or any mm-hmm. sort of AI driven tool. Yeah. But change is, is is inevitable, and you know of course with change you're going to have some level of fear and uncertainty, and I think that's probably what you know you know the academics and and, and the administrators were were experiencing a level of fear because there was a lot of uncertainty and unknowns. Now, I learned two really cool things at this conference, uh, and I'll share it with you. Uh, you know, so, so it's really cool that you actually mentioned that. Um, Harvard University has a course CS50, and what they've decided to do is build their own AI tool yeah, right, to, teach it. to help students to learn the, to learn the, you know, the, the syllabus. Mm-hmm. So you could actually go in and take it and if you ask it to answer this question for me, the bot will come back and say, hey, well, you know, I can't really do that, but I could help figure it out. And, you know, give me a piece of code that you want to write and, you know, put it in and it'll, and it'll go through the entire tutorial or question to get that resolved while helping you learn. So they actually have updated their policies in terms of you're not allowed to um, or you're banned, I think that was the word that they use from using any other AI tool, but you could use ours. Mm-hmm. When you actually use their tool, you realize that's probably a better one to use, yeah, because it it it's 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 really. They would have been trained. They would have been um like fed mm-hmm. the content and right. given, yeah. And, and and again, they would have eliminated the level of hallucination from those things. So you, you will not probably get, um, you know, really wrong answers, right? Because it's based on the data set that mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. And another thing that I learned, uh, which is coming up soon, um, is from Khan Academy. They're actually building um, a chat, um, a chat t- tutor, right? I think it's called Canmigo. And essentially, it's the same thing. You know, you could go in and type out the equation um, and ask you to solve it and say, hey, well, I can't solve this for you, but I can help you figure it out. And, you know, and it goes through the equation, you know, testing with values and variables and so on. And it's, 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 it's really, really cool. So I, I see organizations like Khan Academy and, and you know, Ivy Leagues like Harvard probably leading the way with how other universities and education institutions should approach the advent of AI. It's like, okay, embrace the technology. You know, instead of having students use a random tool, give them a tool, right, that they can actually use uh, with the same benefits of, of, of you know, a chat GPT or BARD, but it's more guided and geared towards helping them learn. It still provides them with that one-on-one. Um, so th- so that's, that's why I think. I've have, I have embraced it from, from the get-go, and I think that this is a nice option. But in, tech, in Trinidad, technology is the devil. And um, I'm a teacher, and I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. The, the past week, I did over all of my tests for a particular module in um, Form 6 IT by just putting in the words from the syllabus and say, all right, here, create a question for me. So I was using ChatGPT and BAD side by side, putting the right. same prompts in both of them, and I just take the better question from either one, and I do over about 15 tests in <laughs> one day. And right. I was like, 
but this is life. Look at the look at the questions. I don't have to type out everything anymore. But if I go in school and I try to get I don't know some teachers to to use this or whatnot, they'd be like, Nah, that is not independent thought. You're 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 dominant dong and all that kind of stuff. And that's the that's the cry from a lot of teachers where they see this as getting people lazy. So again, everybody lazy from from top to bottom. And I want to find a way to, I even released some, some YouTube videos with tutorials for teachers on how to use it um, for, for like teachers who are interested. I want to find a way to make sure that people understand that we're not dumbing it down. It's just like when you got your scientific calculator, you start to work out sine and cosine for yourself, but then there was a button called sine and you could now create a graph faster. And that takes a while. How does that happen in our context? How have you seen it happen or how do you think it's possible for it to happen because the a lot of the heads not going to run run after it now they will just see it as laziness i think we, we, we really knew in this whole landscape eh? like i said you know it's just november last year this this, yeah. this came out and but it came out with a bang <clears throat> right um you had the uh, you know the perfect example scientific calculators you know, yeah. logarithm calculators. Prior yeah. to that, you had to go through a book and read, and, and it, yep. it would have read, yeah. okay. however yeah. long to figure out the, the same thing that you could do on the calculator. It's not like your brain was was figuring out those things, right? So, again, you have advances in technology that, that helps make certain things more efficient, and it's a matter of embracing it and figuring out what's the best way to use it. So now, you would have certain instances where um during a class time the teacher might say all right we're not using class we're not using calculators to figure out this well, i wanted to draw the graph i want you to figure it out so you kind of get to understand it but when the student goes out into the world of work they graduate <laughs> you think the employer <laughs> gonna care whether you use a calculator or not yeah. i want the answer in the fastest way and in the yeah. most accurate way as well yeah. which is where the technology comes in so you, we, we have to start to explain it from that perspective now Trinidad people tend to be punitive in a lot of areas rather than instructive and, and learning, right? We see that in, in, yes, across yeah. the board, uh-huh, right? We yeah. prefer to be punitive than help people. Now, you, 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 you get to see this even more when you travel, right? And when you, when you go to different universities or go to different places of employment and you realize, okay, here's even a, a better example. So you uh-huh. go to a retail store in the U.S., right? Any retail store. And you ask them for something, they say, Well, we don't have that, but you can check this place. Now, bet your bottom dollar you're not getting that kind of assistance from a Land of Vigo. Right? <laughs> right? After you get a few little strips and whatever it is, you, know, you, you walk into the store empty handed with still no idea as to how you're going to get the product that you wanted. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's a culture thing. And it takes time. It takes time for that culture change. So we might be very eager for our counterparts and colleagues to accept and embrace what we are seeing as a no-brainer, right? Well, hey, use this in this way and it's going to make your life a little bit more better, a little bit more efficient. But it will take a little bit more doing and it might seem a bit more frustrating from folks like you and uh, and me because, you know, it's there, it's almost ready to to, 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 to use in, in a production way. And you have other individuals saying, Nah, boy, that that you know the diminishing thought and so on. But look at Google. Tell me, Google not doing the same thing. You know, those same teachers probably was Google up questions and pull it normal, out. Normal, yeah, normal. Oh, yeah. What ten years ago they would have be against it too. Right. Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's you know six of one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah, you know, it's it, the technology is just advancing. We just need to embrace it. That's I just all. yeah. Well, listen to uh, whoever listening to the podcast. If you're a teacher, I know how at least one or you're Just go and bring it up in your staff meeting because yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, it will take incremental changes and pieces of things because from a from a, a IT person perspective there are many things many problems that I could see being solved in the education system but when you bring it up boy people just like nah that technology thing it's not um it's not trustworthy and you can't count on it and it, you know it, it's, it's almost like we still in the any any mindset of you know when you used to have blade servers back in the day and the server used to go down and 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 all that kind of stuff and yet and you're like no we have the cloud now the only thing that we are really had to worry about is the internet staying up once the internet we can still, stay we up still have blade servers it's not just back in the day <laughs> <laughs> well 
companies are still using blade servers they have it for a purpose because they need they need their stuff on prem but uh, i don't i don't know of much companies that are if they're going and invest in something new they most likely go and try and try the cloud please tell me i'm correct no <laughs> <coughs> I no, you're not correct. Side, I side with Redbit on this one. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Okay. I, 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 gen- I genuinely thought that um, people who invested in cloud, cloud services more than um, on-prem servers. Some people see it as a risk, you know, so that's probably why, you know. But well, there are I mean, companies that do it. I'm not, I'm not saying all in, you know, but there are some things that you will do with, with, your, with your Blade server, but there are some things where, that, okay, like Google Workspace. Is that anybody going to try and host their own um, uh, um, yeah. Outlook yes. server? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, hey, don't I got it all. Don't trample logic into that answer. Just <laughs> accept the fact that yes, some I, email locally. I heard... Uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not, oh, no, I'm not going any further. And there, any there's, further. there's probably personal experience too. Well, well, you know, but, um, both are y'all, both are y'all in larger industries or larger organizations or whatnot. So I just, I just, I, well, okay. What? But, no, no, I, I don't want, I don't want to believe that um, cloud-based email is available and somebody chooses to have an exchange server. You could probably just look at government. I show government still have a lot of stuff. They have a lot of stuff on prem. Of yeah, course, so. well, yeah, but that's government, by, but like private, uh, private places and um, you know, private organizations. From what I know, they they managing their email via the cloud service provider, and when they when they go down, their email goes down, but they have the like ninety nine point nine percent SLA uptime and that kind of thing. That so that's okay. Wait, 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 So then, what about hosting websites? Like, it, you, it still have people in Trinidad trying to host their website on-prem? Mm, I doubt. They, nah. may, they may use, like, a local provider, you know, that has hosting services. Not TTNIC, but... TTNIC is just the domains, yeah. The domains, I think Airlink. Airlink is one of them. Yeah, so... Some people use like local, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, somebody, whoever, if you're listening to this podcast, please DM me uh, at Make It Simple TT and let me know if you have this issue because I am I am torn. I am torn because I start my little company and I was like, well, everything everything virtual, so it no premises to put nothing. So the only thing that on premises is the backups of the videos that we put up on YouTube. So I like that. That's that's tough to know because, like, even the government of the United States, they they working on contracts with Azure and AWS and Google Cloud and whatnot to to do real big things. Of course, those contracts would have a lot more safety measures and all kind of things inside. Whereas we would just be seen as a consumer, but. Um, all, all, all big companies and whatnot, they on AWS. And when AWS go down, you hear this company go down, this company go down, that company down, that company down because of uh, AWS outage. So it not, it's not like the world does things on-prem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we talk, we're talking about Trinidad, you know, and we, we stick a little while to adopt the latest, latest technology and best practices, you know. But it's one thing, but I think we still have an innate fear that we are an island and that we could literally be cut off physically from connectivity, right? Uh, if, if, if you listen to some of the older heads who, those are the ones that have to actually sign checks um, and run any business, they still believe that, all right, uh, you know, you could, you, could, you could literally be an island. Um, and have okay. All right. So, I think TSTT went down this week um, for some things, and a lot of services went down because of it. Yeah. But that's TSTT, internet, and the fixed line service, which a lot of companies are realized still still have their internet and whatnot with TSTT and their phone lines with the with the um with the TSTT service. And um, I could see that happening, but that's. That's a local company providing 
uh, a service and they, they went down. But we have six fiber cables coming to Trinidad and Tobago. Six. Some two coming down from Guyana side, one on the belt that going up to my two going up on the belt from Miami, one going two of them going up the islands and whatnot. Like our internet going down will not be an external issue. Our internet going down is definitely going to be an internal issue with one of the providers inside um inside here. And not trusting not trusting the cloud is not is basically not trusting the internet that way you're trying to say. People yeah, don't trust I remember telling you, I started off that statement by saying the older heads, right? Yeah, <laughs> these, yeah, are, yeah. These, these are people, they, they you know, may, may have not, you know, gone past that. But to ping on your point, though, when yeah. I, so I was I was out when we had that, that B-Mobile or TSCT outage, right? Yeah. And I don't know if from a business continuity perspective, people would have realized that if we place so much emphasis on our business why haven't we and i'm using we in inverted commas right why mm-hmm. haven't they yeah. set a backup internet why why you don't have two internet providers come into your business premise and, and if you <laughs> most of them don't most you of know, them you know i'm laughing because i have two internet connections coming to my business because everything i do depends on online so it have no way i can do it without internet so i literally so have tell to, me if that was yeah. not no-brainer on your head it's like all right yeah, well, like, fine yeah. i have and put the analogy to you have a, a, a physical premise you might probably put burger proof and a security camera yes and, yeah, and yeah. A dog. you mm-hmm. will invest money into those things right yeah, but yeah, yeah. you don't want to pay for, and you don't even have to pay for, you know, full-fledged backup internet. Yeah, yeah you just need to get some right? drips to, to yeah, get your critical know, systems. Maybe yeah. send emails or whatever the case might be. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, and even I, like, um, well, I heard licensing officers office on some other places were done, but even like the emergency lines, like 999 and the file service, all that was done too. For real, yeah. that was done too? Yep. Oh, yes, yes, I did see some press releases about that, and I was like, how like all of these people would have been using fixed line um the basically the copper cables and get get switched out with the wireless thing that that they give they give you now that is because phone line management has switched from the physical line now and they're giving you this huawei box that is attached to a wall outside i don't know if you ever see it it um basically the, the a cell phone landline and if everybody still using those things for their numbers that that kind of scary. That kind of scary. And it's also scary that, that yeah, inverted commas, TSTT hasn't um, said to their customers, okay, here's what, if these things ever go down, here's what you can use. Or the company business says, what are we going to do if the internet ever go down here? Well, right. we'll flip our switch and yeah. um, switch the next one or load balance or something like that, like, like me. But yeah, uh, you know, as I say that the other day, I was walking and I see my um my flow modem blinking orange, and I was like, "Wait now, how long that thing blinking orange?" <laughs> and I realized, yeah, it was down for a while, but I didn't know yeah. because the digital was um was handling That's everything, yeah. and it was holding. But yeah, that's things one on one. All right, all right, all right. Now we're forty, we're almost forty five minutes in cybersecurity. You have a um uh a brand, a company, whatever it is, you'll explain it to us. But cybersecurity in Trinidad and Tobago is something that you have been championing for a while. Uh, I would say I, I knew of you about four, five years ago, I knew about you because, um, I don't know, I was doing something. I was talking to parents in school about protecting their children online and whatnot. And, and this man come and tell me, hey, you should check up this, this, this fella, Darren. Cyber safe TT. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me go and see. So I went and I checked the website and whatnot. And I was like, hey, that's cool. Well, I should link up with this man. Never get to link up because COVID came, all that kind of drama, whatever. Yeah. But cybersecurity in Trinidad and Tobago, when did you decide, I'm going to do something about this? <laughs> that was 2010. And it was the advent of the um, One Laptop Per Child program. And okay. what was happening was, um, students at mass was given devices oh yes i remember i remember right? mm-hmm. and um a lot of a lot of students a lot of teachers uh, realized that well one this is the first time many students probably even had an internet uh, had a laptop much less one that was connected to it yeah um 
and uh, you know it 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 sparked something where you know they needed to be educated in terms of how to manage themselves online and i started with one conversation within one secondary school in south it moved mm. to our next one and then within six months i was all over the country because yeah. it was a need that it exploded uh you know much faster than anybody anticipated because you literally had all school students with internet connectivity with a laptop and the unfortunate thing about it is they were not manned properly in the sense that you know you could configuration wise yeah 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 they yeah, could have passed the admin password any, any kind of content filtering or whatever it is that, yeah, that, yeah 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 right um yeah i mean I, I have two kids as well and you know i i start tinkering in terms of parental control content filtering on my end um you know after after seeing that you literally get raw and unfiltered internet from our local isps mm-hmm. um and you could search for the simplest of things on youtube well probably even <laughs> more so now that yeah it was now it was now I, prom- right. I promise it was now from a teacher's yeah. perspective i promise it was now yeah and yeah so i mean you're getting those things so you know um just really focused on uh you know being able to manage it and try to help and i used to catch my tail to manage it as someone who is in it since whenever so you yeah, know I put it myself in shoes of parents who have no clue about it you know um and yeah, I mean, you know, the rest is 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 is, is history where we are today. Uh, we would have done presentations. I using we real loosely here because it's me, myself, and I mostly. <laughs> Pretty much here is a, you, but yeah. you're a band, you're a one man band, and we yeah. we okay with that. One man bands are okay. They could make music. Yeah. They could make music. And um, yeah, I mean, presented throughout uh, Tobago in the region as well. Yeah. Um, linked up with Franciscan Institute, thanks to them, um, I, I, I did a session with some folks who were based in the Vatican from Portugal and Spain. I mean, that was an, uh, that was a whole you know session. That was about being safe on the internet. Yeah, uh, that was pretty amazing. Last last October, was invited to to Meta um, headquarters in Mexico. Um, you know, we learned some some really cool things about what they're doing about you know content filtering on the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm. so you mentioned Meta and Meta. You know, Meta and cybersecurity and privacy don't necessarily <laughs> go hand in hand, you know. I mean they, they they probably told you the things that you needed to hear. Well, along my lines. Along <laughs> yeah, my yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. They're probably talking about different lines. Well, but you when, know, when it comes to dollars and cents, you know, yeah. the dollars and cents part influences a lot of decision making. Uh, so what do you think about Trinidad and Tobago? Um, cybersecurity wise, um, in terms of let's say you go up to the average person, let me say you go up to 10 people in the road and you ask them, first of all, do you know what two factor authentication is? How much out of the 10 people will say that's um, the, 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 the correct answer? What you, what, what you think? I let me see. I mean, I would ask that question whenever I do presentations, right? Yeah, and your room will be like a 70 30. 13 no, 17, not too sure. I would I would say they don't know. They might have heard it, but have okay. no. All right, and so that's, 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 that's children, that's students. That would be up to up to secondary, like form six, form right. five, okay. form six. Right. Okay. And you would find of course the form four, six is they they, they know. They, they, yeah, they, 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 they high ups, I, yeah. If I had to generalize it, I would say 30, 30, 40 percent being generous. Alright, so that's knowing about it. No. Yeah. Ten, uh, 10 people, how much people have it on and deliberately put it on? Mm, I would say maybe two out of that 10. <laughs> <laughs> 20%? Yeah. I feel it's less. I feel it's less. I feel the only time people put on two-factor authentication is when the service forces you to do it. Or oh, when so it's too late, when you already get yeah. compromised. Yeah, yeah, when you get compromised and then you learn that you should have it on. Yeah, If the service forces yeah. you to do it, people just be like, oh, I just get this thing popping up on my phone. And I had to choose a number, but they won't say or the two factor or the authentication or something like that because yeah. I I am a, a secondary school teacher and when I have to teach these things in class, that's be one of the most engaging classes ever. Say so you could hack, say so you could do this and whatnot, and all, all kind of thing. And <laughs> one of the things that I I would do is in in form six, I would create a um, I'll create a phishing email. Create a fake server, ting ting, and then post the link in our WhatsApp group, and then say results for CXE or some kind of some kind of social engineering clickbait, yeah. right? 
they will click on it. And I tell you, about half, if not all, of the children will click that link and sign into their Gmail, and I'll fish all of their passwords. <laughs> and I sh- and I when I show the class that they'd be like, no, you lie. You telling me all of them um, fall fit, and I I tell them yeah, cause cybersecurity is not really about the technical part, it's about the social part and understanding how you get caught. So when you do your talks and and those sort of things, um, what kind of feedback you get from the when you when you bring up the social aspect of it and, and let people know about you know dropping your guard and understanding the the the, the the telltale signs and those sort of things. The people be like, "Yeah, I forward something on WhatsApp already. Free massy vouchers." And always, I mean, you 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 hear that, and and it's interesting. You actually hear that they experience these type of uh, situations, right? Scams, phishing emails, and so on. But yes, still they didn't go in and you know do anything to to, to, to remedy the problem, right? Um, yeah. I think phishing emails would probably be one of the bigger security threats that we experience now. Um, other than, you know, your malware and your ransomware and so on, I think phishing emails would be the the real avenue to get into your system and, and probably open the door to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is really... So you think, do you think me. it's because we consider to be a third world uneducated country that no, we are, no, no, we are no, easy target? Nothing to do with Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Um, so that I did significant amount of research into this, um, particularly after experiencing some stuff um, at, at the university and realizing how sophisticated some of these emails are. You would swear mm-hmm. there's somebody in the IT department sending these, these, these emails or the administrative unit because um, the language that they use, the imagery that they use comes from the university, comes from the campaigns that we officially share to the students. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if you have a mole they're sending out these very, very uh, sophisticated phishing emails. And I've seen equivalent types of emails for Harvard, Columbia University, um, MIT, you, you name it. Um, so it's not that we are being targeted because we, you know, supposedly third world or whatever the case might be, right? Um, these, for, for the most part, are probably being generated by a handful of servers across the world. Um, mm, and the farms, yeah. Yeah, they just sort of disseminate. Um, telltale signs, most of them have really improper grammar. Mm-hmm. You kind of figure out it's a translated and not uh, proper English. So it might have started off in a different language other than English. Um, where's, the, um, where's the place that we find out? Um, right, but the, the place where the bomb email came from? I can't remember why. Um, when, we, when we checked the server, when we, when we had the bomb threat... Yeah. I, I know that, that went to the schools. You want to yeah, to the school, it was right? in, it was in Cambodia. Cambodia was the place. Something mm. to that effect. Yeah, yeah Ca- Cambodia. Cause when we when we check the um when we check the the domain and we see where the domain hosted, it hosted in Cambodia. And, yeah. we were like, and let me let me just give a quick story to add to the yeah. fact that you know it's not just Trinidad. So while yeah. I was in the US, I got a US number, and I would have in, just installed Cash App but I, I didn't link it to my bank account or anything. And a couple of days after, I got a text from Cash App stating that, you know, there was something wrong with, with my bank account linked to my Cash App, you know, Cash App account to sign in and, and rectify it, you know. So it's not just, yeah, in China, yeah, okay, just okay, try okay. it, you know. They basically do a shoot a, a scatter shot. They basically try a wide net and hope when whoever you catch, you catch. It's like a drag yeah, net I mean, sort I'm of. Yeah, considerate, right? If, yeah. if, if you catch one person all the way through yeah. there's money in the bank yeah, 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 and, and, yeah. And, and it really is easy for you to write some sort of scripts to send out a million people yeah it's a numbers you game know? it's definitely a numbers yeah. game if you get 10% of it, it's almost like sales you, you pull out an ad and if you get 10% of the people to buy you, you get through mm-hmm. that's, yeah. um, that's, that's, that's cool okay and um, yeah, any questions there a bit before? Yeah, I yeah so I mean, yeah. I know you, you go to schools and engage with the students and you know, educate them, but do you also engage with the parents? Because I, I mean, as a parent, you need to know how to, you know, not police your children, but to more or less make sure they, 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 they have a safe environment, you know, and they have good practices. And you yourself have an understanding of what out there and you know probably how to prevent certain things what what type of behavior to look for actually you know do you yeah. engage with parents too almost every um, school that i'm invited to 
would request sessions for both the students as well as the parents. So, you know, we would have the RPTA session um, and also, you know, sessions with, with, with the students as well. And it's different conversations. Even when I go to the schools, it's different conversations for the lower school than for the upper school, right? Because, you know, I mean, you have to speak to them, you know, uh, differently. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I definitely do have those conversations with the parents. You realize that a lot of them, <clears throat> They are unaware, they just don't know, um, they feel overwhelmed, rightfully so, because there are so many different apps, so many different things that, you know, they, 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 they think they need to know, but it's not necessarily the app is what I say, you know, it's, it's the behavior behind it and, and mm. how you conduct yourself and, and so on and so forth. And yeah, I mean, to, to, to a great extent, it, uh, it pacifies them a little bit, gives them a little bit more confidence to dealing with the matter. I wouldn't say it's a silver bullet, but you know, a conversation is always a good place to start. Yeah, because like at the start of my school term, I always have to give a, um, a, a presentation to the incoming form one parents to warn them about you know, what not. And from yeah. the time I mention, all right, there is something called Family Link and then there is something called, um, what's the Apple one again? Apple, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, whatever, right? Install it and install it on your children's phone and you'll be able to control everything and I'll show them a demo on my phone on how I could control my children's phone. I could set the time that locks, set the apps that they could see or whatnot. I parents just come and shake my hand like I saved the world, yes? I'd be like, Yeah, you could you could say how long an app runs for and they're like, What? It have that? And I was like, It's twenty twenty two. I mean of course it has it, like just you could you could install it. I just honestly, I think that many parents believe this thing that children will always be better at them, um, at be better at technology than them, and they just kind of wave the white flag and be like, "Well, yeah, they will, they will, they they always on that, so they always better than me." But I don't think is that I don't think that's the case now because the new generation of parents would have come up in a fair amount of technology that they should be able to exercise some control and be willing to. To install a controlling app and, and control it. You, you think so? Or I don't know. What? No, you, well, you, you, see, you know? you're, you're overestimating people, like the oh general God. population. Remember, not everybody have exposure like us or have a background like us. Yeah, you but they're using, they're using a smartphone since they, a, they're young. Like, they know how to configure up, they know how to change settings in, in something. No, like, all right. Uh -huh. The parents now who have teenagers is probably my age or a little older, right? And people my age or a little older still. Damn it, you're correct. Yes, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. Realize you're correct there, yeah. Because the age that you're at when you now have a a preteen, yeah, in your mid thirties, and if you're in your mid thirties, yo, you didn't get you you weren't born into technology, adopted technology, probably late teens. Yeah. All right. Okay, I take it back. They're not supposed to be, they, they, they won't be willing to. They will always think that children are smarter than them. So we still have to educate them. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. I'll take that. All right. So that, that's schools and whatnot, right? Um, you do anything with um, corporates or anything along those lines with respect to organizations, companies, and um, protecting their data, watching out for phishing emails, sharing company information, um, malware, downloading that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, so I mean, we didn't start off in that vein, but yeah. of course, the need arose, and yeah, I mean, once we receive requests, uh, you know, we would partner with you know other companies who might have the service to mm. offer now. We, we would go in uh, from the education perspective, the training, um, yeah. NS, and so on, and yeah, so definitely, you know, the door is open for any sort of engagement. I know, well. Both of y'all probably have a little like IT management sort of thing. I just have very small IT management to be like, y'all don't click any phishing emails. Please don't put any password or all that kind of thing. But the, the, the general employee in 2023, are they as gullible as it seems to be? <laughs> They'll click faster than you can blink. <laughs> <laughs> even, even people in IT. <laughs> Even people in IT, yeah, uh, I, I, I cannot understand it. Um, you know, the IT department would send out emails explaining this to people. Don't click on it. Just, just don't click. We will never ask you to do this. Yeah, yeah. And 
two days after, they'll receive a phishing email and say, hey, I click on your link. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? I, Cause I remember when I used to work, uh, work in IT, and uh, many many computers get um, attacked with viruses and worms and thing. And well, I was a technician at that point in time, so I was just basically reformatting hard drives and reinstalling for them because they were too naive with respect to the decision making. And at that time, I was like, "Come on, man! Like, come on! It has something .exe at the end there. It is one <laughs> long, long, long URL, and you decide to click it." So back then it was the phishing emails were very crass, but now they are a lot more sophisticated and whatnot. But also education should have gone up. But you telling me, nah, it didn't, it 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 didn't. So I, I, I feel we we still at a fifty fifty from the corporate perspective, where yeah. we might half half of the folks might be wary and not click, and the other half will just say, oh my my storage fill finish. Okay, let me click to fix this. And there you go. Yeah. Die people yeah. Or you, or you might have some people. Cause I, I have people as you know, kind of message a call and be like, "This, this okay? This, this is a legit thing, you know." So at least in that sense, the you know they are aware and they're at least suspicious of certain things. They ain't just clicking it, you know. They okay. They're trying yeah. well, to verify. Once it, it has, once it has suspicion, I I could yeah. I could live with I could live with the suspicious part because my under send me real emails and be like, "This, this legit? Nope." Well done, clap, clap, clap. This legit? No, clap, clap, clap. Well done. This legit? No. I say, you're kind of figuring it out by now. They, they will never ask you to click on a link yeah. to go. I had a friend call me the other day, right? Yeah. He was about to go send money to his sister <laughs> by a Western <laughs> Union. You know, and he was going through it and he was like, yeah, she tell him this, she tell him she had this money and whatever, whatever. And I was like, you know, you need to ask certain questions. You need to. Talk, talk about something, talk about say, hey, how, what are you doing for your birthday next week? What are you doing this? So you, you know, and talking to him, and after a while, when he asks his mother, he, he actually talked to his sister, he find out, yeah, his sister can't get hacked. And he was about to go send money via Western Union for some something where they was telling him the win. You know the, you know the image, the win yeah, 25,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. and each, you know, yeah. so, and yeah, this was somebody like, two or three years younger than me, so it's not not like an older person, you know, so people out there still... I have hope, I have hope. I I believe. <laughs> you believe? Uh, yeah, I believe we're getting better. It's just that we don't get to see those people. Like, yeah, I, I hope, I hope. <laughs> so, yeah, at least you didn't send any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren, as we wrap up, tell us about um, Cyber Safety T. Tell us about um, your services, things that you do. Well, things that... You all do, you yourself and yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, predominantly we, we, we educate. We educate, you know, um, schools, parents, teachers about being safe on the internet, right? Um, <clears throat> that has been the mandate and it will continue to be, you know, for some time till. Uh, we already have quite a lot of engagements for the new school semester to, to visit, you know, um, different places to. Uh, speak to either the incoming students and also you know the well-seasoned students on being safe online um, we also keep in touch with all of the different trends uh, you know the latest things that you should be aware of you know so you know ever so often you put up a blog article and try to make sense of all of the technical jargon that might come through um, and hopefully you know just you know be aware of, of what needs to get done um, and in some cases you know we may assist individuals with reports to cybercrime unit um you know cyberbullying harassment online because it is pretty bad in some cases mm -hmm. so you know people tend to feel that you know there is no way out uh, especially when you're you know you, you are the victim in, in in that particular scenario um, and yeah, I mean, we also try to, to help folks who may have been locked out of their accounts, um, you know, for numerous reasons. I stopped, um, I done, I like, if I get those random messages, I'll be like, you ought to be friends or family for me to go and fight, fight down, fill in order form for appeal, cause that fill in order appeal form, yeah, I, I could, I could. Yeah, so, well, you, uh, you know, um, but really and truly, it's, it's, you know, doing the presentation, having the engagement with, with students on just being safe on the internet, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, educate some folks and save some businesses one person at a right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
So that's cybersafety.com and where they find any on the socials. Um, Facebook, we're on, we're Instagram. On Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, I have a TikTok, but I have not engaged in it too much. Yeah, we're, on, we're on the X as well, aka X. Twitter. So, <laughs> you're on Treads, uh, you're on um, Treads. Yeah, but that really died us slow. Yeah, but yeah. Slow. Start yeah, off, man. Start off quick real quick good. <laughs> it was quick. It was quick. I didn't. I yeah. didn't bother. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you're on the socials, and um, they could reach you there. Any number that people can reach you at if they want to. Yeah, book you'll, you you'll get all the contact six eight zero six five zero. But yeah, it's all over. All right, icybersafetyt.com and at cybersafetyt on all the socials. You could That's find right. him. Even though he didn't re- respond to my Instagram message very quickly, uh, he responded to WhatsApp message way faster. So <laughs> yeah, use WhatsApp, kids. Use WhatsApp. All right. <laughs> and Darren was very, 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 very like enlightening. At, every time we talk to our guests, I was really in shock of some things that they say. Last yeah, time, she, yeah. Shiva was talking about his internet speed. What's the internet speed, by the way? Like if you do a speed test. Uh, no, it's, no. It's, 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 it's nothing great. If I do ask Peter's now, it might probably give you uh, 101 down and maybe 50 up or something like that. So. It, there yeah, are, people, good, good, there are people in this country that will be having a party when they see 25. Oh, all right, like, sorry. I, I promise you they exist. We found out that recently. So yeah. be thankful that 101 is your baseline. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's normal. Okay. So, yeah, every time we, we listen on. So I'm glad to hear your point of view and I'm really glad to, to know that there's someone who champions the cause of cyber, cyber security and actively does it with a passion. And when we see technology in Trinidad being done passionately, we, we love to see it, but we love to see it. So don't be surprised if... Um, some issue come up in the future and we just want our, our opinion on it or expert opinion on it even if we're talking about ai or something maggie i'll i'll shoot you a message and say come in for this se- um, segment now uh, 15 minutes and we get your views on it because what we want is for people to realize that trinidad and tobago can be technologically sound <laughs> we just need the technologically sound people to start to have a voice and make the decisions that are that are necessary so any um any last words or not last words but parting words <laughs> yeah i mean i appreciate it it was probably long overdue i've been listening to you guys you know i i, I know the gentleman up and in my, to, to my top right for a while now um <laughs> and you know I, I really like you know the content you guys produce um, so happy to be here and of course always happy to, to, to continue um, you know chiming in and you know for the audience don't click on that link in that link. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure that we get a clip of that right I'll make sure that we get a clip of that alright y'all so that was um, that's it for today episode 32 Cyber Safety T so what we spoke about we went through a little bit about the history of Darren we went through a little bit about things that he's passionate about right now he's on the AI train and uh, we spoke about cyber security in Trinidad and Tobago and don't forget to check out cybersafety.com and while you're checking out things you can check out at make it simple TT anywhere make it simple TT.com and you could reach out to me and uh, you could find my co-host at at redbit tech at redbit underscore tech on most socials as well even on treads <laughs> <laughs> you, st- you really plug now like, really, like if somebody who listens to the podcast messages you on on um on threads please screenshot it so that i could put it no, up so but you remember the, me- the messaging on threads linked it to um, instagram so you don't really know yeah for real? Oh, right. Mm. I didn't remember I never installed it now, so I have no idea if that is linked. But okay, that sucks. Hey, we'll just move on. All right, y'all. Thank you very much. We will see y'all next week. Maybe you might have another um, another guest next week. Maybe you might be talking about technology next week, but you're guaranteed that we'll always take it from a Trini perspective because this is uh, Trini Techcast. Later. <laughs> Good.